0: Here's the situation. You come into possession of a window unit, air conditioner-sized amount of cash. Where are you going to put
1: it? Uh, I'm Rush Howell. I'm TJ Jagodowski, And this is Here's the Situation, a very real podcast about very hypothetical situations. <laughs> and uh, this week's theme, TJ, is... Trade-offs and made-off.
0: Yeah, and we'll get into that top one a little bit, a little bit later. I'll That's elaborate right. a little bit more. Well, I'm, intru-
1: I'm already thinking about yeah. where am I putting this <laughs> AC unit sized wad of cash i hope which, i
0: phrased that right did that make sense how, yeah, how much I, okay. I get it Great. i'm i
1: am i am not thrilled to have it as i've mentioned i think <laughs> yeah. in this podcast before Well, we'll say you came well yeah i don't know i don't know if we can say you came upon it honestly but we, we got to come back to that. okay well, i'm already fair jumping enough. the gun fair enough i want to talk about this wad of cash <laughs> but uh you know i'm gonna have to make a trade off of my own and move on to uh one that i have planned but so We've got trade-offs and made-off, whatever that may mean. Uh, I will admit, I'm the one that came up with this suggested theme this <laughs> you week. You did. And it was difficult, I <laughs> It's not easy. It was less, there were less interesting Ponzi and pyramid scheme things mm-hmm. than I thought. But maybe that was just me not coming up with it. But in any case, here's the situation. Okay. You are on Let's Make a Deal, Masters Edition. Ooh, so I made it to Masters. You did. Because normally the Let's Make a Deal, let's be honest, it's a There's bunch of stuff people don't want. Shoot. Um, even the best prizes, like you might rather not have them and have to pay the tax, yeah. you know, but on this one, the stuff that you get is great. Okay. But Monty Hall is constantly trying to get you to trade. What they brought you Monty have. Hall back for the master's edition. Oh, no doubt about it. Who else, who else would handle the master's edition? <laughs> you know,
0: Wayne Brady's not going to be happy about this. Well,
1: Hey, you know, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's it, true. If, if you could go back to
0: prices, right, you're getting Barker.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt about yeah. it. Or if you're going to... Well, Family Feud, who's your guy there? Because Dawson. t- Dawson's the is great. Dawson. Dawson's the greatest. I agree. Mm-hmm. But Steve Harvey's pretty amazing.
0: I'm not going with the dude from Home Improvement.
1: No. I'm not going with uh, Ray
0: Combs. Ray Combs. And I'm not going with Louis Anderson. No, those are... The bookends
1: are the strongest yeah. ones there. But
0: Jeopardy, I'm not going back to Art Fleming. No, you're going with I'm Trebek. Go, I'm going with
1: Trebek. 100%. Um, But anyway... You have uh, in your hands, okay. So this is the prize that you already have, and I'm just going to see what you're willing to trade things for and what you're not. Okay. You have in your possession, and I know you're a big Red Sox fan. Mm. You have in your possession guaranteed front row, two seats yep. to the next time that the Red Sox are in the World Series. Okay. So that's that's your starting position. Okay. Did you say what game? Uh, it's game one. Okay. So you have tickets, home tickets, Fenway Park, game one. Okay. Yep. He then says, okay, TJ, you've got those, or you can take what's in the box. Box. Okay, you go to the box. Inside the box is a little bottle full of pills. All right. There's 10 pills. Yeah. There. <laughs> what these 10 pills do. Is you can take one pill and it will allow you for as long as you want to accelerate weight loss or muscle gain 10 times faster than you normally would. Okay. So if you wanted to drop, let's say I can drop 15 pounds in a month, I can now drop 150 pounds in a month. Great. Um, as long as I take uh, one of the pills and it lasts for as long as I want. So and, I, and I will tell you just
0: just quickly, though you didn't ask, um, my world changed in 2004 after after the Sox won the World Series there. I'm great with the rest of my baseball life. So a, a fifth World Series in the in the two thousands of game and game one, it's just I I'd, I'm okay watching that one at home.
1: Got it, and and stuff like that. So got it. You great. don't need to go. you you'd like to go. I you hear. Mean, you. But you'd Yeah, you're it'd be great. To. But yeah. Well, let me. Would you rather watch it there or on TV? Uh,
0: I I you know what? I'm not great with crowds so much anymore. Um, so I'm I'm really okay. Plus I pace a ton i like having a baseball bat in my hand and i i i stalk the living room at that point okay so i'm i'm okay with being at home and being able to like scream and yell and swear and complain and and stuff like that and and take swings in the in the in the dining room with my bat and
1: stuff. great so even if i had started with you can have two tickets per year to any sporting event you want the rest of your life you're still probably going to the box i think so yep okay so in that box is the um, weight, loss, uh, is the muscle weight gain. loss or muscle gain pill. Okay, great. And he says, okay, I'm going to give you a chance. You know, you're on the master's edition. Yeah. So I'm going to let you either keep these these pills. Yep. Or you can take door number one. One. Door number two. Oh, two Or door number three. You mm. got three options or the pills. Okay,
0: I'm not going with I I I thought oh, there was only one choice. I'm Three definitely doors. not going with door number 1. I don't like the number 1. It's the one number that I really probably really dislike the most. Okay. Uh 2, I'm a little bit partial to, but uh I always sort of uh, like lean towards the last option, but I am definitely trading in the pills for one of the for one of the one of the doors.
1: Um I'm going to go with door 2. Okay? Uh you open up door number two yeah and inside door number two um is uh just it's it's a it's a picture of you huh. okay and what it is is whatever one creative thing that you've ever done that is memorialized into any you know lasting uh format so it could be on tape could be something you wrote whatever it is but the thing you're most proud of that you created is is going to be added to the national curriculum
0: including here's the here's the situation if, if, podcast if you wanted it to be wow. let's hope
1: let's hope you've got you may have one other thing that you would oh, wow. you would promote ahead of it but whatever it is
0: nope just this episode up to this <laughs> point i <I'm> want committed <laughs> to the thing. to the to the national curriculum <laughs> so whatever
1: whatever you've done whatever you've created that okay. you're most proud of in your life it's it's either if it's a painting it'd be added to you know the the you know primary art history books for okay. college and and uh, in high school, if it's, you know, a, a, a videotape from like a TJ and Dave show or something like that, it would be played in every drama uh, class that ever comes into the con you know, concept of improvisation, okay. whatever it is, you get to pick it. You get to have one thing that is, you know, made kind of famous where you get to leave your mark with something that you created uh, forever. So that's what was in door number two. Okay, and he says, "Hey, I tell you what, I'm a I'm a I'm door a, three I'm baby. A good, I'm a nice guy. First of all, I'll say you can either you can stick with the pills that no. you originally had. You can have that that thing that will commemorate you forever. No, or you can you can pick one of the other two doors.
0: I'm gonna go door three.
1: Okay, you open up door number three. Oh,
0: I hope it's a thing that prints out two tickets to a Red Sox World Series <laughs> game.
1: In <laughs> door number three, uh, it it's a uh, it's it's a picture." Of, uh, like, a church. And, it, and in it, it, what you get in door number three is you get a guarantee that you will be told whether there's an afterlife and how it's going for you. So, okay. could be, you know, you could learn that reincarnation is real. You could learn that Hinduism is exactly mm-hmm. correct. You could learn that, you know, uh, wow. Christianity is exactly correct. You could learn something totally different, but whatever it is, you get the answer. Oh. And you get told uh, how it's looking for you at this point in time. And he says, all right, you've 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 gone. This is your last option. You can either take the thing that commemorates you forever. I don't or, want this. Or you can take knowing I don't about want the afterlife.
0: I don't want this. I, I, I'd want it if it was good news. I... what if you know he says like oh there's an afterlife and there's a hell and you got three quarters of your of your boots in in hell already i can't take that kind of pressure now i'm just hoping for a zonk at this point from door one well
1: door one was a zonk but you you didn't pick it (laughs) luckily yeah maybe i knew that that was your least favorite number i don't know but that was door, door number one is just a goat Right like, I'll, take a, nope, I'll take it no I'll take it get the goat. no, you're, I want the goat. you can't have it i don't want I don't it's want not it. Available. Oh. so you have to so you're gonna take the thing that uh com- commemorates one thing that you did during your life, yeah, stays that way forever. I'll do that I'll do that okay that probably,
0: man i man no i now I'm gonna have to see the rerun of this master's episode and just wonder if I made the right choice at any point
1: along these lines. not sure you did man. but but seventy five percent if you're seventy five percent in I think I want to know that. Yeah. Like if there's like, hey, there's just straight up, there's a hell and you're 75% of the way there. uh, You know, I think I I want to know that if I'm a hundred percent, you know, or 99.9% I'm already like locked in. Yeah. I don't want to know that. But if there's like a chance to fix it, which it kind of would be if there's 75%.
0: Would you be all right with them saying nothing afterwards?
1: You die, it's done. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be, like, thrilled to right. hear that, but I think, um, I don't know. I think you it make, would be, I, I think all things being equal, I would probably rather know. You make any serious life changes
0: that day if they say, you know, if you say you're told for sure there's no afterlife?
1: um, Do I make any serious life changes? Live more
0: hedonistically?
1: You juice, juice life's oranges well, a little I, bit more? I or? can't eat any worse, TJ. I'll <laughs> tell you that. There's no way I'm... Uh, <laughs> There's no way I'm having a higher caloric uh or like treating myself more often on food um yeah I'm sure there there would be some some alterations uh to how I lived if I knew for sure uh that there was no uh no afterlife one and done yeah i mean i think um you know i would i would stop i would stop investing in those heaven futures <laughs> speaking of like potential ponzi schemes uh how about you do you change anything that you're doing uh I imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? But
0: but every time you know just think about this is like why don't I just do that now? There's really not a ton of reason. like I I haven't been like not screwing people over because I was worried about, you know, hell. Right. So I don't think I'm going to start doing any of that anyway, but I think I would just like find joy in more everyday moments, but there's no there's no reason not to do that now. I'm not waiting for right. heaven for anything, you know.
1: Like, yeah, I mean, there's always that theory, right? That you may as well live your life as though there's an afterlife, because if there's not, then yeah. no problem. If there is, great. But I think that, uh, you know, maybe maybe it would help me with certain like guilt[s] or okay. something. I would I wouldn't, but I think I would probably also be less comfortable about certain things. I I don't know, but I I do think that uh. It it would change my my life a little bit, but probably uh, not all that much. I do know that I wouldn't go tell people. I wouldn't be like yeah. running around being like, "I know the answer for sure." And no would be like, believe, "No, you yeah, don't." Anyway. And I'd be like, "Didn't you watch Let's Make a Deal Masters Edition?" <laughs> I'm not watching that. <laughs> like they have the well, money like, Hall's back for it.
0: What, yeah, but it's on at like three in the afternoon on a Tuesday. What am I gonna yeah. do? Take off work to watch you on a stupid game show? You know, you're like you're never
1: gonna convince anybody. Well, get Tivo. Come on.
0: <laughs> all right, Rush. Here's the situation. You're at a small town carnival. And you wander off the beaten path. You come across a small tent with a chalkboard outside of it that reads, time is money, and in little letters, so must the opposite be true. So you enter the tent. You see a figure sitting at a table. The figure says people value many things, Rush, joy, family, friends, but time and money are the easiest to quantify. As you sit across from the figure, it asks you a few questions. The first question it says is, what percentage of your worth would you give for one more year of life? And we'll say it's made clear that the year of life is like in the middle. It's not if you were sick at the end of your life, you're going to be sick for one more year. But what percentage of your worth would you give for one more year of quality life?
1: Right. So because I was thinking of questions kind of like this, and maybe I'll do the one I had like it or maybe we'll skip it. But, you know, maybe could I say, if I'm adding a year, I get like whatever that is divided by seventy-five minutes extra per day is one sure. way to think of it, something like that. Sure.
0: Or they slide it right in between
1: forty-six and forty-seven. You get you get it right, you know right in there or whatever. Okay. So if I get one more year between forty-six and forty-seven, uh, I'd probably give up like ninety-five percent of my network. No kidding. I think so. Okay.
0: Um, well, then this this will I. I had a theory kind of in my mind, but this will definitely put it to the test. So um, the next question it says is what percentage of your
1: worth would you give to
0: not have one year of your life taken away?
1: So uh, not to go to jail, solitary confinement for you.
0: You will die that same year that was going to be put between 46 and 47. You're going to have 46 just taken out and the rest of the year squished. You will live one year less.
1: Okay, I'm just trying to understand, how How does that, like, do, do other people, I'm just gone for like a year? No, you'll
0: die one year sooner. If you were going to die at the age of 83, you will now die at the age
1: of 82. Of 82, and, and the year that'll go missing won't be the 82 to 83 year. Right. I'll just biologically be exactly where I should be one year later. No one else will really notice it. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I guess I'm struggling to... Uh yeah, I mean it would probably be like 90%. I think it's a little less. Okay. Um but I'm not sure I'm doing the math right there, but it whatever it is, I feel like I'm adding a little bit more if I get the additional year than I'm losing if I gotcha. take one away.
0: I thought more people would be inclined to give a greater percentage to keep what they already have, to not have something taken away. As opposed to add it on, you know, sometimes you hear in government, like it's people are, you know, like once they have it, they're really loath to to give it, to give it up. Um, But it's,
1: you know, it's easier to convince people to like add something than take something away. So, But But the way I'm thinking of it, which is maybe not the right way is I, I, even though you're taking away that year, that is my 46 to 47 year. I feel like I'm going to kind of feel that impact spread across all of the years because mm-hmm. I'm dead at 82 instead of 83. Yep. Let's be honest. I'm not making it 82. but uh, I, th- I think you got a shot. But, but if uh, that's how I kind of view that one, whereas in the other one, I feel like I'm getting one full year at an age that I'm going to be very happy to have that year. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to kind of feel spread out over the other time. So that's why, to me, it's more valuable. But in any case, I'm willing to pay a lot of money okay. to get this extra year.
0: The figure asks you wants to ask you two more questions. Um, How many years of your life would you give away for $5 million? Zero. Zero. And how many years of your life would you give away now not to have everything you have taken away? To literally wake up See, tomorrow <laughs> with nothing.
1: That's a good one. Uh. And by everything you have, I mean just all my you possessions.
0: Everything, yeah. You'll still have you'll still have a family. So um, my job?
1: Uh, no, right. If you leave me with my job, that's not really a fair question. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm gonna give up some time on that. Okay. Um. So I'm sorry. Give me the question one more time. How many
0: years of your life would you give away not to have everything you own taken away now?
1: And well, yeah, well, we'll include- I mean, that's a tough question, right? Because if I just say one, mm-hmm. y- you know, then it's like, okay, so you, I, I mean, <laughs> I get to pick the lowest number I want, right? I mean, it's really like the, the person would say, all right, are you willing to do one? I would say yes. Okay. They say, are you willing to do two? I think I'm going to say yes. If they say, are you willing to do five? I, I think I would say no. Okay. So it's somewhere in That's that. That's a better question. What is the maximum? Two,
0: assuming you right. will, what are the maximum amount of years? Right. Somewhere between two and five.
1: But I like how you did that one because that really did hit on the. You know, if I have to give something up that I've already got, mm. I hate, I hate, no. I hate doing that. Like I don't want to wake up tomorrow and and just I'm like at zero. Yeah. And I'm looking for a job and you know, I got to fly to Atlanta because I can't pay my rent and. <laughs> Ooh. And borrow the money to fly to Atlanta. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a good point. got nothing. Yeah, nothing. So I, I mean, I'm, and I'm naked. It's embarrassing. Yeah, that's a rough. One. Yeah. So here's the one. You're I... nude on the geographic plot where your building used to be, where you lived. Right. It's gone. <laughs> so he, here's the one I was going to ask you. It's kind of similar. So okay. I'll just put it in here. Great. Um. You you get an offer from like some devilish figure, right? Okay. And he says, uh we'll just have it be this ass wipe in the tent. Yeah, yeah, it's this oh, tent okay, guy. Great. It's the tent man. Okay. And I mean right. I mean this guy, like I mm-hmm. wish I wish I hadn't walked in on this tent. You, you should know what I mean?
0: like just stick if you go to a small town like kind of weird carnival, yeah, don't go off the main spot.
1: Right. Just do that awesome just, ride yeah. that's a little unsafe. Right by, by the fried dough. Yeah, do the yeah. <laughs> But I, I think uh I th- I th- so here's here's the one that that I was thinking. Okay. is this this man says to you, you know, after his time is money and all that. Except this time, he says um, uh, fingers are time because he's gonna say uh, you can cut off fingers. Okay, okay, and for each finger that you cut off, you get one extra hour a day in your life. Ooh. Okay, so you don't age anymore, and like don't worry how it necessarily blends in with everybody else's life. Sure. If you just have an extra hour every day that's to yourself and that you may is going to make you more productive and blah, blah, blah. How many of your fingers are you willing to give up, um, to get how many extra hours in a day for, for every day, the rest of your life right now, today, none, no fingers, none.
0: I waste so much time already. I am so unproductive for the amount of, and I have a decent amount of free time right now and I do dick. So, uh, (laughs) I'm keeping all my fingers, so that when I do do something, I have I have full use of my hands. You're like,
1: I'll give up two hours if you give me two more thumbs. Yeah,
0: I will. (laughs) Take me down to twenty-two. Give me six fingers. Give me give me a dew claw or something. You know, Uh, yeah. Um, But right now, I I I got I got more I got more time. I, I already feel awful about how much time I waste on a daily basis when I look around at anyone who I would consider like a productive friend or or what what have you I feel just worthless already. so I'm keeping all my fingers
1: but a big a big secret to life right is that everyone is less productive than you think they are yeah I, I believe I mean the things that you learn I think as you get older that like we were talking about this uh playing golf the other day about how my my friends that I was playing with all have kids that are kind of getting older, you know, and they they were like, it's crazy to think that our kid looks at us right now the way we looked at our dad when he was forty two, mm-hmm. and it's like we you know we don't know what we're doing, yeah. But we when we were kids, we looked at our dad and just thought that person was had it all yeah. put together and all figured out. And I said, yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I think it, it, kind of a big part of life is that no one, absolutely no one really knows what they're doing Yeah, at any given point in time. And at the same time, I mean, obviously there are people, there's a broad spectrum of productivity. I like to think I'm fairly productive. Right. Um, and I still waste a fair amount of time. And every time I'm engaged with anybody else that I think, oh my God, that person's so productive. I'll learn, well, they have to do something. There's yeah. very few people that are just like, I'm taking advantage of every hour, like, I mean, a few people do that, like Obama seemed to like, basically, (laughs) Uh, but anyway, you know, it's hard, so you shouldn't feel so bad. (laughs) Well, thanks. (laughs) You're not
0: going to talk me out of my my feelings of shitty self-worth, but... (laughs) I'm going to keep trying. (laughs) You're you're a good man for trying, Charlie Brown. (laughs) All right.
1: Okay, so TJ, uh, here's the situation. Great. Uh, You go to a soul cycle. This is a short one. Just okay. a simple question. There used to be one of these
0: by where you by where
1: you used to live. Where right? I used to live, they had a Soul Cycle.
0: I looked through the window. What does it do? Is it is it literally just a bike? You get on a bike and pedal. Yeah, so okay. it's 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 called a spin class. Basically, okay. have you
1: ever done that? No, but I I'm familiar. All right, but so for anybody that's not, so what you do, you go in a dark room. Um, they they give you like a water bottle and you clip your shoes into a a bicycle. And there's an instructor who is making you uh, ride along, kind of get out of your seat and pedal harder, and then sit back, and then do various kind of moves um, in order to you know get you in the best shape you can. And meanwhile, they play a variety of songs, and the songs are kind of tied to that instructor's personality. And so some people like it because you know it's a group exercise right. and so forth and so on. Okay, but uh, at this particular Soul Cycle, you are. Um, horrified to learn Ugh. that you're going to have to cycle for your actual soul.
0: No. Yeah, 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 they yeah. got to
1: make that real
0: clear. They should have, but they didn't. On the window, before you walk in the place, they got to let you know that that's what that's all about.
1: Yep. Okay. So the rule is... I like my soul. I like it. The, okay, so the rule is that um, you are gonna you're going to take a seat and you have to beat whoever is on your left... Okay. You have to do a better job. You have to stay going longer and, and you're just going to go until one of you kind of gives up. Oh boy. Okay? okay. And all of the seats on the far left are taken. Those people got there early, very smart. <laughs> so they're not, there's, there's no chance. Um, So you have, you have the following three options. Okay. And I want you to rank them first to last. Okay. Okay. The first is. Grabbing a pencil. All right. Yep. If you hear people here scribbling, it's just me and my pencil. That's all right. right, go ahead. The first is a twenty-seven-year-old woman, okay, in excellent shape, ponytail, uh, and it's clear that she's brought her own equipment, okay. And as you're walking in, the instructor kind of goes up and uh, oh, it says hi, hi, yeah, uh, yeah, gives her the gives her the hello. Why didn't
0: you work here anymore? You yeah, know, it, it like, didn't yay, say that, but were... it could have been. Man, I'd, I. I can't see how
1: I'm going to pick this lady. There's only three spots left. Wow, to teach you. you're late to the class. <laughs> you are having a cycle for <laughs> yourself. I can't your see
0: him, uh, how I'd pick. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: That's it's that's right. The second, yeah, uh, the second one that's there is uh, Will Smith. Okay. Who famously said, "I'm not more talented than anyone. I'm not smarter than anyone. But the one thing that I will always do is if we both get on a treadmill." You're getting off before me. Hmm. That is his actual mo. His okay. line for what make for what separates him from the. And he rest famously of the world. said this. Well, I, I know about it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's pretty okay. famous. <laughs> and then the the third, uh, the third is somehow like grimace from McDonald's oh, has come to life. That shake munching lard, that huge green thing, but he's yeah. alive. Yeah, and he's. He's pounding away on the pedals. Oh. So those are the three. Who are you ranking first, second, and third? As who to who picking? I want to go up against. Correct. Grim, number one. Okay. For certain. It's uh, not a
0: guy in a grimace suit. No, it's the grimace. Correct. Yeah. He didn't strike me as like much of a go getter.
1: <laughs> well, no, he's i mean, terribly overrated.
0: Yeah. I I think I'd be more I'd be more worried about going up against Mayor McCheese. Birdie the early bird? Sure. The Hamburglar had crazy legs? Yeah, you're never going against Grover. No. But this is uh, Grimace. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah. Right, Grimace is one for you. Yeah. Then Will Smith. Okay. Because I'm intimidated as hell by this 27-year-old lady who's, an excellent, who's in excellent condition. Right. Plus, I believe a 27-year-old lady can more than likely beat me and everyone in the world
1: at whatever it is that she wants. Okay. Uh, so I'm going... Will Smith, that's who I'm going to take First. on. Th- that's who I'm most willing to take on. Okay. Then the 27-year-old lady, and then Grimace.
0: What do you know about Grimace that I don't know
1: about Grimace? Uh, how has he come to life? I'm not sure that he needs food or water or that he has, like, oxygen, that it's a problem for him. That guy chugs, shakes. Yeah, well, how is he even
0: on the bike then? Do you remember his shape? That dude is so bottom. Yeah. So bottom
1: large, like but he, he's come to light. I, he can't I get just, his legs around his own the his own lower half. I'm not sure you can't put him underwater and he's fine.
0: I think his legs could be like six inches long. We like it's just body to feet usually. Well, he's over there
1: pedaling. I mean, he's doing it so far. Uh, you're I think, a fool. I think you have no chance of beating Grimace. I, I think, think Grimace goes forever. No. What if it was Kermit the Frog? I don't think- even know.
0: Grimace might have no
1: like actual.
0: um investment in this we don't we're not sure grimace has a soul
1: that's true he may he, he may, may have
0: quit. no no dog in this fight
1: right but he strikes me as the sort that would that <laughs> would take pleasure in in having your soul removed
0: <laughs> no <laughs> i think i think he might be a jolly soul with no soul who's willing to take a dive so that the teacher keeps his keeps his intact <laughs>
1: okay well you know good luck thank you good
0: luck to you <laughs> Well, I'm, uh, I'm 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 probably going to lose to Will <laughs> Smith. Yeah. All right, Rush. Uh, do you want to go back to the carnival or take a little break? Because I can, I can, I can go back to the carnival, or I can give you a different one.
1: Oh, either way, man.
0: All right. Let's, we'll, we'll take a break. We'll take a break. We'll do, we'll do another one. So Rush, you've obviously heard of a Ponzi scheme, the Peter principle, Boyle's law, these eponymous, 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 eponymously named, eponymously named, there there it is, eponymously named um, principles or or what have you. Cool? Yes. Um, So here's the situation. I haven't thought, I've thought this out about as far as I could go. But what we're going to do right now is come up with one named for you. Oh, okay. So we are going to come up with the Howell what? Principle, scheme, rule, law, gambit, theorem, the Howell.
1: Uh, Well, I'd love alliteration. Um, The Howell hypothesis? Yeah, but that's not really. I mean, I I have the Howell theorem, which we've talked about, Mm -hmm. which is about movies. So I'm not going to do that one. Um, the Howell hypothesis doesn't quite work. I, I think I'm going to call it the Howell, uh, cause I think I know where I'm going with this. Okay. So I think I'm going to call it the, uh, uh, the Howell like in- inevitability or the Howell uh, debacle. Or okay. Something like that. So
0: if you already know where we're, we're going with this, then maybe this, this next question is, I was, uh, next going to ask you what field do you want it to applied to, uh, do you want it applied to science Gaming, sports. I'm gonna call it uh, social behavior. Okay, so like, you, okay, great. So this is this is like a law of humans. Yeah. The, okay. And and do you you already have a sense then of where you want this to to? I'm afraid
1: so. Okay, great. Then then great. We'll just go to it. I'd love to hear. I mean, I wish it weren't true, but I I think like and the, this is the Howell inevitability. Yeah, something like okay. that. I mean, we'll come up with a better name for it, but it, it applies to me. But I think it probably applies to a lot of people. Okay, and that is, um, so have you ever heard you're a golf fan at all, right? You know the, mm-hmm. the the Masters. There's this famous saying where they say you can't you can't win the Masters on Thursday, but you can lose. But it. you can lose it. Yeah. And unfortunately, throughout my life, I consistently lose the Masters on Thursday when I go to like guys' weekends. So what happens is like there's a big plan. Oh, it's like, sure. hey, we're all flying in, you know, Thursday. Mm-hmm. We got this big thing planned on Friday. That's going to be a big night, and then we have a big thing on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be everybody have a great time, and then I get in there and you I lose no the masters pacing. on Thursday. No pacing for you. No pacing. Okay. So like it'll always be because I'm so happy at the front end mm-hmm. of these big things, like the the time, you know, because usually those are kind of the most fun, like right at the beginning mm-hmm. of a of of some trip, you know and it could be anything right it doesn't have to be like uh a, a you know a guy's kind of boozy weekend mm-hmm. it ha- it's just anything where you're you're very excited about a, pr- a prolonged period of time
0: you're likely in a spot that is nobody's home so you're in this kind of like gathering place filled with probably filled with possibilities mm-hmm. maybe people you haven't seen in a while with with yeah a lot of upcoming fun, uh, assumed fun to be had. So it's all riding this this high. Yes. That nothing
1: could possibly have gone wrong already. Right. And I am always going to overdo it on the front end. Mm-hmm. So again, it could be like, hey, we're doing a biking trip through France. What? How fun will it be? We're going to recreate small put We're going to do our own little small tour to France. And instead of biking 112 miles a day, we're going to be 25 miles a day. And it'll be great. And I'm going to get out there and and on the first day we're going to do 25 and they're going to be like, all right, that's it. And I'm going to be like, no, I feel great. I mean, we can just make this quick uphill run over to this hill, it's gonna be awesome. And then like thirty-eight miles later, I'm dead. Right. You know, and the next day I'm like, I can't I really can't even go today. And they're like, You you blew it, you know, you <laughs> that's the howl inevitability.
0: I think I picture you like John Candy sunburn from Summer Rental, like yeah. <laughs> in the first four hours of being somewhere, like, guys, I gotta I got
1: I, I, I gotta go home or to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's basically it, you know. I mean, I remember like we we went we went, uh, you know, to the Kentucky Derby, and we like get down. We like we, we arrive at like midnight the night before, and everybody's like, "All right, uh, I'll see you tomorrow morning." I'm like, "Let's just hit the bar real quick," and then like I'm a, I, I go to bed at five. Did you make it to the Derby? Barely, oh, barely. I ended up like in a portalette at the Derby. If you like, you've had a rough night the night before. If you're at a portalette <laughs> you're derby.
0: like you're like McMurtry in one floor of the Cougars that You sli- You're going to sleep through your own breakout. Oh yeah, it, it's you, you couldn't. Couldn't help yourself. You fell asleep
1: in the big hole that was there for you to get out of the damn asylum. Oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna do that. The, 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 that's that's I, I don't know what you call it. The Howell inevitability. I I just call it losing the Masters on Thursday.
0: <laughs> well, it sounds like it's it sounds like it's an an inevitability for you, correct. But that in other people, it could be the um the um Howell not Howell downfall, but you've oh you've succumbed to the Howell. Spiral. Um, yeah, the Howells Spiral, yeah, something like that. Yes, yeah, Howells Cliff or Howells, you know, Howells Drop Off or something like that.
1: Yeah, I, I'll think a little bit about that. I like that idea that you, you, you know, you go, it's you, you get on on the ramp too quickly. Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't know exactly. I, there, there will be a better name. I'll just have to think. But that, yeah. that's unfortunately what it what it would be. Now, if I could make up my own. You know that was that I could pick something much more pleasant, much more Mm -hmm. interesting. Like I, you know, I don't go around and say the Howell theorem is that I will always uh, lose the Masters on Thursday. (laughs) I say it's that movie trilogies always go one three two or two one (laughs) three. I have a lot of like Howell theories um, that will likely come up over the course of this podcast. I probably have. 15 or 20 of those yeah but unfortunately the one that would be i'm afraid named for me yeah could be that i have i was
0: thinking if i had any my, mine are
1: kind of more postulates they're
0: they're not proven you know i can't say that it's a law or a formula but like sure. Jagodowski, one of Jagodowski's post postulates is uh, florida is not the south
1: i would agree with that okay um and i'm but, from the south so yeah so you would know yeah um you think texas is the south yeah I think Texas is kind of Texas. Yeah, I hear you. It's more the South than Florida's the South, but right. I, I would say neither do I think of as the South. Yeah,
0: if you is Texas the West? Texas, Texas. Okay,
1: I hear you. it's own thing.
0: Um, beware of any non-Hawaiian whose primary instrument is a ukulele. They are they are trouble. Okay, that's going to be a handful. I, I'm All telling right. you, you go ahead and find any non-Hawaiian whose primary instrument is a the ukulele. They need a lot of attention or they're damaged or some some shit like that. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. I don't have experience with that, but that is it's great to know. Yeah, the
0: the There's no way that's wrong. No leftovers can taste better than they would if reheated um, in a toaster oven. That's another one I had. I don't care how else you put it. You can put a conventional oven. You can put it in a microwave. It's not going to taste better. Than if uh, it, it can't taste better than if it's rewarmed in a toaster oven, okay. that's the that's the best. And then I was trying to work on some baseball defensive thing where you got a dead pole hitter, game tied. You take everyone but one outfielder into the into the infield, and you leave one guy kind of at shallow depth, splitting the splitting basically the pole side and and center and center field, and then just have you if you have a pitcher who can just live on the outside corner, because your only hope at that point is really to get a topped. You know, a topped pulled lame ball to the uh to the pull side, but yeah, I, I hadn't had it all all worked out enough. Yeah, that was going to be Jagodowski's gambit. I just like the name of that. Yeah, one that's a, that's anything. a great
1: name. I yeah. I'm not. I'll tell you, I'm skeptical. Yeah, I hear you. There's a lot of baseball people that sit around for a lot of hours a day because they have to because yeah. they're watching baseball, and uh if they haven't tried that, I mean, uh, I guess well, like I the shift the, didn't come in. I for saw years the Red Sox
0: this year twice take Mookie into the infield they left two outfielders and had and had five infielders um a couple of times was like well you know if you're gonna do that get everybody damn in the infield you know and just see if you can see if you can force a ground ball all
1: right well again i you know i i wish i i wish i could have just lied (laughs) and come and and gone with one that was more but i feel like that one is the most true to me (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so anyway uh but i i love that one that's a great situation all right, so uh, TJ, here's the situation. All right, this is, um, you know, again, kind of a quick one, I think, okay. but I just, I'm curious where you come out on it. Okay, uh, you uh, invest in something All right. because a friend or a investment advisor, doesn't matter which, tells you, uh, "Hey, there's this great thing," and you don't really understand it. It's like they're importing and exporting some sort of uh, machinery into South America that relates to ATMs and uh, supposedly, like the South American market is really gonna like these, and they have a they have a uh, you know exclusive license and blah blah blah, and he says you're gonna get you know a minimum of fifteen percent a year and some years it'll be better he hopes and so for whatever reason you do it, that's you... an incredible rate of return, right? I've yeah. never invested in anything that's that's really good, right fifteen yeah it's it's it would be in my opinion, it would be suspiciously high okay to tell someone they have a guaranteed fifteen percent rate of return. It's okay. not really an opinion. I think that's pretty much a fact, but in any case, um, so what happens is, uh, over the next five years, let's say you put in $25,000. Okay. And over the next five years, uh, in its lowest years, it returns 15%, but other years it does even better than that. And over five years you make $25,000. Okay. So you double your money in five total, you know, average return, basically 20%, a little, you know, lower cause it's compounding. But in any case you double your money in five years and you're like, that was great. But uh, for whatever reason I'm cashing out. Okay. So you exit. You get your money paid back to you, it's fine, and then a year later, it turns out, oh boy, that this guy who talked to you was the pawn of somebody who had sold it to him, and you were involved in a pyramid scheme, yeah and it was all it was all bullshit, and I did Jack Dick for due diligence on this thing, huh, yeah, probably, yeah. but you know again, it's like some friend of buddy, yours, right? and you were willing to do it. And, um, again, it was like, I don't know. I mean, he gave you some, some business, you you know, he gave you like an an income statement and a balance sheet. And you're like, I can't really follow what this is. Like You're telling me it's a good idea. I'll do it. Maybe you shouldn't have, but you did. In any case, uh, you're out though. You got your money. Mm -hmm. And then it comes out, uh, this was all a fraud and a bunch of people lower down than you have lost Millions and millions of dollars, you know, across because it was just this big scam. Now you never once recommended anybody else do it. Okay, you never got anybody else to 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 invest along with it. Yep. And all all you ever did was say, "Okay, put in twenty five grand, get fifty grand back later." On a scale of one to a hundred, how much do you feel like you have an obligation to return? Some or all of that twenty-five thousand dollars profit that you made—about
0: ninety-seven. I'm put. I'm giving it. I don't know why I'm. I'm. I'm gonna say this. I, I'll try and figure it out. I think I give the twenty-five back, and and I. I don't know why I'm gonna give. I feel like I'm gonna give five more on top of that. Like that. I feel like I'd give back more than I even like made on it. But I'm, I am, I, I, I'm 97%. I think the 3% is still there of like, I didn't know, but I would also convince myself that I should have asked, I should have known, I should have understood more about what was going on. This thing seemed too good to be true from the beginning. And so I, I should have known it was, and just, and just not, not gotten into this from the beginning, but I feel awful responsible and I'm given at least all the profit back out of here um i think i have an over maybe an overactive super ego Mm -hmm. um and whatever picture in my head of the person who lost out it'll be the worst you know like the most sympathetic person possible it's gonna be that's gonna be the person that makes it on the the yeah. retiree who you know are close to retiree or old person who got scammed uh, the 80-year-old yeah know, it won't be like have. the yacht club guy no, who's like no nah, yeah who was making I his 8 million and you know instead of just 7 million or whatever it's going to be the it's going to be the yeah the most the most terrible do you you feel i'm guessing you nowhere feel nowhere
1: close to that yeah i mean first of all so i i was going to have a follow-up question for you that i don't even think we need to which is if you had convinced someone else oh, God. to get into there um it sounds to me like you you would uh-huh. you would do everything you could to to pay whatever they lost yeah for sure yeah for so sure. yeah mine would be much lower I mean I would feel like a certain amount of guilt about it uh, or not even guilt but I would feel um even if I didn't have a legal obligation to I would feel some obligation to uh to take the profits that I had and and contribute those. To those that um, that got screwed in this thing, um, but I, I I would also like I, I wouldn't just say like oh I didn't know, I mean I would probably beat myself up for like this was too good to be true. Yeah. it was dumb to invest in this. Um, but I think I would say, look, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, right. Like I I got this. I got put into this thing. I didn't bring anybody else into it. Nobody else. I mean, that you can you can suggest that other people um were worse off because of me because the twenty five thousand I gave helped keep this thing afloat. But we're talking about millions were gone at the end. So my twenty five <clears> thousand was probably a drop in the bucket in keeping this thing operating. I'm furious at the guy that brought me in. Right. Um and I don't I don't feel any obligation, you know, if he's somehow on the hook for anything. I'm just like oh, don't don't ever them. talk to me yeah. about, you know, finances. Again, even if it's a good friend, that's gonna that's gonna be ugly yeah. for a while. But I I wouldn't feel any sort of uh, that I had done something wrong or that I had somehow caused any of these people to have this problem. But I do think I would say this was like just kind of an ill-gotten program. Right.
0: Because even if you go in, like, even if you went in like, I didn't know it was wrong, you
1: still know it's wrong now. Right? Like, so you still... But I'm not sure that there's anything wrong about what you did. What you did was invest money, you know, make money, back that was that came on the on the on the backs of people that were lower down the pyramid. So I, I can understand why you'd say, yeah, that those are just like ill gotten gains. So I, I probably my number's not ninety seven, it's it's like somewhere a little over fifty. Okay. And I would give the twenty five thousand, yeah. you know, to the people Although, like, if you said to me, "Rush," I I would never give that twenty five thousand back. I'd be like, "That's totally legitimate." Or if you said, "Hey, look, a normal rate of return would have been five percent, so I'm gonna, I could have put that money in the bank at, you know, two percent or invested it at five, so I'm gonna give the delta between what I, you know, would have made if I invested it conservatively and what I did make, and so I'll give nineteen thousand of my twenty five thousand of those people, I would be like, "That's totally rational and and still, frankly, very generous." Yeah, but. I do think that, uh, you know, because the I, – I, I don't know. I just knew a couple people that were involved. I very tangentially knew them. right? Oh, like, wow. They're not even friends of mine. They're friends of a friend of mine who were involved in one of these pyramid schemes. And, you know, they, they went to my friend and tried to get him in, and he was like – like 15 yeah. guaranteed 15% a year. Like I'm not, I'm not what buying is this it. South American import export deal. Yeah, exactly. ATM. <laughs> why, why do they need ATMs? You know what's going on? And it was kind of similar to that, that sort of thing. Um, so anyway, that, that I went longer than I wanted to there, but I, I just think it's an interesting uh, question about, you know, what are you supposed to do in that spot yeah. when you really, you know, you didn't mean you, you, you certainly had no negative intent, right. But, but, uh, you did. You did get money that never should have gone to yeah. you because you were this whole of, thing shouldn't have occurred. You ended up a cog in a bad machine, you know. But you were, I tell you, if I if I had gotten anybody in, so this this is where it's easy to like talk a big game, right? So, so like, let's say I brought one person in for twenty five thousand, I'd be like, I will pay your twenty five thousand. I am uh-huh. so sorry. I can't believe it. Like, I trusted the guy. You trusted me. Here's 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 the twenty five. And by the way, I'm not keeping anything now. I'm giving away the 25 that I made to you, and I'm going to take my other 25 and give it to the other people, whatever. But that's me talking a big game. What if I brought in 50 people? Mm-hmm. Am I really going to go and, like, you know, find a way, put myself into, into bankruptcy, you know, forever to, like, pay off all of this stuff? Probably not. No. Probably no. not going to do that to
0: you. Because you, you would have blown that, – that's blown already down at the MGM, you know? like That's, that's – that's, that's Long on gone. The-, the, howl, uh, <laughs> the Howl spiral occurred long before. <laughs> All right, Rush, I'm going to take you back to the carnival before we go back to the top. Okay. Uh, And I'll I'll try and keep it brief. So here's the situation. You're at the same small town carnival and see another tent with a chalkboard outside that says freedom versus safety. Oh, boy. Yes. So you walk in and blah, blah, blah. You know, people, but this is, you know. Um, So the figure offers you these four choices. And we'll say um, for the sake of these choices, we are only including like recreational travel. If you have to go something for work, you know, or or something like that, then we'll say that's okay. But um, and the crimes we will be talking about when I mention crimes uh, at the low end, it's like burglary, identity theft, but it goes up through uh, assault and battery Strong arm, strong arm robbery, um, armed robbery, muggings, you know, so you can, you can sustain some pretty serious, some pretty serious physical damage. So the figure says, um, there is often a tension in the trade-off between freedom and safety. So if necessary, which of these four would you choose? Okay. Do you want my pencil, just in case? Yeah. Okay. There's a pencil, and here's, uh, here you can use that little part of the piece of paper there. Thank you. Um, a. To never leave the state of your residence, but be guaranteed never to be a victim of any of these crimes, but you cannot leave the state borders. B, you have access to your and neighboring states, but with a 25 chance, uh, 25% chance of being a victim of crime. You have access to the entire United States, but now you're up to 50%. Or you have access to the globe, but there is a one hundred percent chance that you will become a victim of at least um, at least one of these crimes.
1: Got it. And remind me, how many crimes?
0: Um, It it'll go from like burglary, mugging, um, assault and battery, armed robbery. Um, You your your life is not going to be in danger, but you could be beaten to the point of like hospitalization. You can be beaten to the point of like. you know forever your leg right. doesn't quite work so great or it on the lowest level it could be a burglary you're away you're not you know right. you're not even at home and someone
1: breaks into your home and steals a bunch of yeah stuff. i'm just so trying to get sense in maybe that that it's, a, range. it's like the range is like a one to a ten mm-hmm. and about equal across those
0: yeah hmm
1: well i, I definitely not taking the first two so i'm, okay. I'm going to take at least a 50 percent chance and i think i'm going to take i, I i'm going to go global you are. Yeah. I think, I mean, there's a, I'm going to, uh, if murder, so if you add murder to it. Yep. Okay. Um. Or if you add, you're going to be kidnapped and mm-hmm. tortured, like in some hostile type thing. Rape. uh, Raped. If you put any of that in there, then I'm going to, I'm going to switch back to the whole U.S. In okay. fifty. But if the worst is an armed robbery, like, I mean, if you just told me, hey, you're going to get an armed robbery tonight. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to die, yeah. And if you don't take that, you can't ever go to Europe. I'm like, oh, okay. I'll get robbed tonight. Now, if you're like, he's also going to hit you in the head as hard as he can with a gun, and you're going to see how that works out for you. You know, I guess, I guess that would be really, really uh, tough. Call I think, but I I mean I just hate the idea. I mean I would never limit myself. I live in Illinois right now. I would never yeah. limit myself to only living in Illinois the rest of my life. Yeah, there's basically I mean there are a few things you could give me, but almost nothing they would do that. So um, given that there's like kind of a range of things that could happen, and none involve um, the absolute worst crimes. I think I'm going to take my chances that that crime is a burglary or or an or a nonviolent armed robbery or whatever it is. I'm just not willing to give up that stuff. Yeah. Again, add murder to it. Then we're we're back to, you know, now I'm down to like a five percent chance that I'll get murdered if I have the whole U.S. versus a zero percent. If I'm only Illinois, I'll take the five percent. Yeah. I'm sad to say I think I take the first option. <laughs>
0: yeah, well. I really am. Well, I you really won't am. even
1: go to a Red Sox yeah. World Series game. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think I moved to some kick-ass state, and then I never- Which you one know, are you moving to? I don't know. Uh, South Carolina, Louisiana, Massachusetts, um, not Florida. Uh, right. Hawaii. Um, oh,
1: God, come on. You can't do oh, Hawaii? Yeah,
0: that's true. I couldn't live. People go island crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't like California. Uh no no offense to our California listeners if we have well any. hey
1: I would go to California so we're breaking even
0: <laughs> I think I'd go East Coast not Delaware um
1: you can't you know like it's there's just not I, enough of it you don't need to put in the <laughs> not Delaware caveat nobody is like all right it's it's California or Delaware
0: um, but I I don't trust I don't trust my ability to bounce back. Uh Well, if, if I wake up in the middle of the night and there's someone like over my standing over my bed with a, a friggin knife and they like gut stab me and, yeah, you terrible. know, and, and, you know, like, I don't know if I'll ever fall asleep again.
1: Yeah, it would be I horrible. Don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can't like say I, it wouldn't think, be horrible.
0: I think I'd be changed forever. So I think I just pick some kick ass state, explore every corner of it have friends come visit me and then you know and like this and so be it and i'm guaranteed never never you know to have those crimes
1: you yeah. could still get murdered cuz yeah. that's not on the list <laughs> man i'm going to have that state so staked out no one yeah. no one's going to be able to sneak that's up why you on know, me delaware i'm just i i couldn't stop laughing at that side swipe at delaware cuz it was like i go anywhere on the east coast and we I mean, no one thought you might like pick delaware but you had to just jam them with that <laughs> All right, that's just a good in, one. Just in case I'm ever held to it, you know? Good one. Um, So here, I'm going to propose this. I'd like to do two quick Great. situations before we come back to yours at the top. Can do. Uh, Because one is very, very quick here, which is, here's the situation. Uh, You go into that tent, and finally mm. this guy in the tent has something where he's going to offer you something. Okay. And he says uh tj yes you're you have like a pretty good musical ear but you wouldn't call yourself like a great musical talent not at all right no musical talent just a fan so what this guy says is he says i will give you Mm. the all the musical talent in the world okay you can hit any note you can sing you can uh play any instrument you can do it all uh but the only thing you're ever allowed to put that talent to use for is writing TV theme songs mm. can't do anything else can't ma- no other medium can you ever indulge in? Yep. Do you you can't even sing karaoke at a bar? Fine. Do you do you take that? Yeah,
0: there's some great theme songs. Oh, me
1: too. I love them. Taxi,
0: Rockford Files, uh, Greatest American Hero. Oh yeah. Uh, Mash, pretty good, but not as great as as Taxi. Cheers is a cheers is, a, that, was cheers a fine, is that was a fine was fine song. There's yeah. some great there's some great theme songs. It's a there. little
1: bit of a lost art. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. So you're bring a, it back. like
0: an, a great original. Is there's there's some, here and there like uh, who was it? Bare Naked Ladies did like Malcolm in the Middle or Primus. I think mm-hmm. does like King of the Hill. But if you can get me back to those like Mike Post jams and stuff, I love. Oh, Sanford and Son. That's Quincy Dam Jones. Yeah, that's Barney Miller. Oh, I'm telling you. If you just, I could make Barney Miller jams, Sanford and Son jams, yeah, oh, yeah. and Rockford Files jams, huh, Riptide?
1: Oh yeah, baby. I love it. I love it. You're, gonna Vice, back, you're gonna bring Bring back a great lost art. Oh. I will tell you this. Get on a next time you're like on a bus, you know, like a bunch of people coming back from like a wedding or something, and you know, people sing along songs. Uh-huh. People love tv themes. yeah they all know them. you got them yeah. memorized they're buried somewhere
0: deep within you i have the rockford files on my phone i have that just in my in my songs oh, to i keep to. like
1: uh, a bunch of game show themes i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad you got
0: the
1: right Hello, this is jim rockford <laughs> the right answer on that one all <laughs> right uh one other situation so okay here's the situation yeah um you're appointed by the uh Ironic Name Commission. So the Ironic Name Commission mm-hmm. comes out and says, um, look, Bernie Madoff, that's great, right? Like, the guy made off with all of these people's money.
0: It's funny, the Ironic Name Commission has no irony in the actual name of the commission. <laughs> that's right. You know, they what? should have been called, like, the Pop-Tart Gang, <laughs> but they do ironic naming
1: things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they... Well, maybe you have to think of an ironic <laughs> name for the Ironic Naming Commission, because so far they're like, Pop-Tart Gang wasn't great. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so uh what what is it that these people did? Okay? So I'm going to give you the names of other people. Okay. You got to tell me <laughs> cuz right. these are other people who are who are sure. so you go to the ironic naming uh commissions yeah. uh home <laughs> and there are all these plaques on the wall right. uh full of people who uh their name ended up being ironic. Bernie Madoff is one of them uh-huh. cuz he made off with all the money. But as you're walking along you see several people that you don't know. You've never heard of them before. But they're famed ironic name winners. Okay. Um, what is it that they uh, that they that they became well known for? Do All my right. best. All right. So the first guy you pass is you pass a guy named Rick Gotcha. <laughs> uh, Rick Gotcha fell for more scams than anybody
0: anybody in the universe. Most of my ironic names are going to be like call, kind of calling a fat guy slim, okay. or, you know, or okay. like a, uh, you know, like a dark haired guy Rusty. I love it. Um, it's they're they're against the grain ironies. Oh, that dude. Um, was hit by lightning, fell, subject to like every scam possibly, possibly going um, anything that could go wrong.
1: Yeah, oh, gotcha, that's, got got. That's interesting because when you hear this next one, a lot of people might have thought of that <laughs> about that for him. And that's going to be Mike Hook, Line, and Sinker. Oh, nice. Um,
0: actually, a a, a pro pro smallmouth bass fisherman. All right. Yeah. <laughs> who he, drowned he had to go drowned. And all. yeah did, there's the irony caught caught the biggest fish of his life and drowned when it pulled him off the boat and like out into the out
1: into the swamp i love it and that fish has got a picture of him the, <laughs> the fish holding up tim Hookline or uh, mike Hookline and sinker
0: and like sinker has a little more it's like Hookline and sinker was like the one they really they print that's all caps because well, he because like he yeah because he drowned out there
1: uh tim sniffing Oh, <laughs> name Tim. of one of our friends, Tim Sniffin.
0: Yeah, Coke dealer. <laughs> there we go. Uh, not not our friend,
1: the 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 guy on the, no, the wall. You just too. added Tim as no. a big time Coke <laughs> dealer. Uh and the last one that mm-hmm. you see, and one of your favorites is Linda Not So Fast.
0: Oh, Linda Linda Not So Fast. The only woman in the world who could outrun a cheetah.
1: Yeah. I love it. I was thinking maybe, maybe she like ties boats to the dock really quickly because oh, gotcha. she can not so fast. She won. She won the Belmont. There you go. Uh, there you go. Linda, not so fast. Outran uh, a cheetah. Incredible. Yeah, won the Belmont stakes. All right. Well, that was that. Uh, that was a quick one. <laughs> that was so. great.
0: I love, I love stuff like that. It gets your heart going a little bit when you're like, oh man, I hope I do these justice because you know, they're, they're good setups. All right. So back to the top rush. Here's the situation. You come into possession of a window unit air conditioner sized amount of cash. Yes. I was guessing this was like $4 million. Is that possible uh, i don't know i
1: was gonna say like that's like two maybe because usually okay. that big duffel bag of cash is gotcha. a million but i don't know so it's like it's plastic you
0: know like uh, saran wrapped up it's it's the size of a window unit right um and they are coming for it rush this is the nightmare scenario you, uh, have, you have so much they're coming for it and they will certainly search all logical places for it your house, your family's house, any bank, any close associates residences, your workplace, where do you stash the cash? Jeez.
1: And and if I go to the bank, I'm I'm hosed because they're gonna, it's like yeah. illegal money. Yeah. Well And I mean, they they'd also just find it
0: there. Even if you got some massive like hey, would you put this in, in your there they they, they they have access to bank records, they're they're in the
1: internet too, man.
0: And they're okay. trying to get their
1: cash back. I I want to keep this cash. I'm doing my best to keep this. You want to hang on to it, okay?
0: Let's say mm-hmm. it was yours to begin with. It was your family's, and yeah. you know, and you got
1: it back, and now you want to keep it. Want to go indoors, Okay, Because right? I'm even worried with that plastic wrapping. I don't love like burying it out. It's, um but maybe that's what I'm gonna have to do is is do something outdoors. So I think I'm gonna pick some part of my life that's least Mm well-known okay so i've lived in chicago for nearly 20 years i lived in atlanta for nearly 20 years so i'm just gonna rule those out as places they might be likely to go and then i'm gonna say all right i'm gonna go Mm hmm this is difficult for sure Mm mm-hmm because I put it in any, like, I think I, I said I got to go indoors, but you put it any, anywhere indoors, somebody's going to find it. Right. I can't go to, like, the Hoagie Haven in Princeton right. and, like, <laughs> put a box there. And
0: Do you want me to tell you what my thought yeah, was? Yeah, I'll buy you some time. I was going to pick a beach at random from, like, a random listing of, of beaches. I, I was thinking sand because it doesn't show, like, the markers of having been dug up. So even if I found like a place in the forest or anything where there was grass, it might be tough to like to hide it just in case they were tailing me. Right. I was also going to borrow a friend's like late model car, something with with no GPS or or what have you and then go to this beach I have to find like a landmark, you know, a, a chartable landmark from you know it's it's directly in line with these two things. That's what I'm and worried about. Get on like the beach. six feet deep in a beach.
1: I'm worried that I can't find it again in the beach. I'm yeah. also worried that I don't really understand erosion well enough. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking I'm might... I'm going deep. I'm going like six feet deep. Yeah. You know? But I, I'm figuring I'm not coming back for this for yeah. years. Right. Um, I I just kind of keep coming back to like go to some golf course, mm-hmm. pick a green. Where I know it, you know, go off, find some marker, and do it. So kind of similar to yours in so the maybe, woods. Yeah, off the, it's like okay. in the woods or whatever. But how now, do you pick the course? I would probably pick something in like Charlottesville, Virginia, or something where I know the area well, but it wouldn't be the first place somebody would look. I spent three years there,
0: middle and middle of the night, or you go out there with trying to hide a air conditioned sized hunk of, hunk of cash while I there. go in the middle of the night. Okay. Also,
1: Charlottesville's not that populated. Okay. Yeah, maybe I just call a buddy of mine. I'm like, "Hey, can you just hold this box for me?" And like, don't open it. It's huge. God, it's heavy. Yeah, please don't open this box. Uh, and if you move and you're doing anything, just tell me. It's just so hot in my house. Can I put this in the window and plug it in? And yeah, <laughs> yeah I I'm trying to think of. I'm not gonna have a good answer, but I'll just. I I also want to think about like, you know, some establishment where there are like so many just rooms full of boxes oh, the end that of indiana no jones one ever, no one ever gets into them you know I'm thinking like, of indiana jones like there's like a you know bowling alley or something that has got to have just like a room full of junk right i'll tell you this like one thing you could do to hide it forever is like make it one of the 10 last boxes i unpack when i move right because that's never getting <laughs> open it doesn't matter how long i've been moved there's always like 10 there's the final 10 boxes of stuff where i'm like I don't know what I thought, this stuff is. I'm I thought you were going it. for some
0: like old you know, like 1950s kind of set-up joke, like, you know what you can do? Put it in the post office.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> give it to the government. They'll never know what to do. <laughs>
1: right. It's the old embittered Im- 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 anti-government folks.
0: Give it to my wife. She can't find
1: anything. <laughs> yeah. She'll spend it. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so I I don't know, probably like dig up a golf course, uh, throw it out there. Oh. I I don't know. I, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna enjoy. I'm gonna enjoy the week I spend thinking about what to do with it. But uh, on short notice, I, I I'm gonna. And your your theory holds. This has already become more trouble
0: than it's than it's worth. Oh, I'm gonna be is, dead. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna be dead so soon. These yeah. people are going to find me. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope I hope anyone who's listening to this lives for another week. You know what I would do. You know what I do is I would take it, I'd put a bow on it, I'd say sorry, I found your money, and I would put it out somewhere, and I'd sign a fake name, and I would just hope to God that they would never come looking for me, and that they're happy that they have their money, and I would be like, it wasn't my fault that you left your goddamn air conditioner size box full of money at my house. And
0: whatever you do with this, don't put it towards genetically reengineering dinosaurs. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh. That was here's the situation for the week. Uh, thanks to Nate DuFort for producing, for Julie Nichols for doing our music, Emily Cardamus who does our uh, did our artwork. And if you want to get in touch with us, it's Here's the Situation Podcast at Gmail. We sure would do appreciate if you would uh, rate or review us. Anything I'm forgetting, Rush? No, that's right. it. We'll talk to you next week.